0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Orcocast. My name is the Orcosaurus, and in this podcast, I'm talking to indie game developers about their games and the video game industry in general. So if you like my show, then please consider subscribing on YouTube, thumb the video up, ring the bell, leave a comment, and if you're listening to one of the many podcast platforms, please consider us giving a review, and if you want to support us, please check out our Patreon. Thank you everyone, and now on to the show, Here we go. Hello everyone and welcome back to the OrcaCast. With me today is CurseOff. How are you doing? Hello everyone. How are you doing?
1: Ah, pretty good. Not too hot today.
0: <laughs> Not too hot yeah. today. Okay. So tell us a little bit about yourself. So yeah, I'm living here in
1: Switzerland, developing some games. <laughs> yeah, but uh, actually it's a, I have a bit of a different background, because I did an apprenticeship as an automation technician, and then going to the industry and <laughs> building machines. But somehow, as a hobby all the time, I created games, and in the end I ended
0: up in the game industry. <laughs> I mean, that's... Pretty, pretty amazing, isn't it? So now you're here and you're developing a game called The Circle of Kurtzhoven. Yes. Yeah. T- tell us a little bit about that too, so we can get to know it.
1: Yeah, it's a building strategy game, but with the twist that as well as your villagers, every animal and every plant tries to survive as well. And in this simulation, you try to find the balance uh, with your town to nature. And this has quite an interesting factor that then, uh, as your city grow, um, yeah, there are interactions in between the animals and the humans, and yeah, even the wolves, for example, they build wolf packs and they, um, yeah, they get hungry and thirsty and they try to have a family, try to have a good time and need to sleep.
0: So they eat your villages, basically what you're saying.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, the thing. Yeah.
0: Cool. Okay. So how how did you come up with the idea for the game? What inspired you?
1: Yeah, that's a. was a long path, <laughs> but uh, it's mostly I think, yeah. The, there were some games that uh, I really liked. I like to building strategy games. But uh, I was always missing, like, the factor that, um, yeah, that the nature is as well, like, heavily simulated and then that you have an interesting uh, world that you're living in. That's not only your humans are, like, simulated. And for quite a long time, I was waiting to, for a game um, for that. I was also, like, on forums for similar games. And normally I'd often say, yeah, that's too complicated. That's not possible. And after some years, I started to test it, if it's really not possible. <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, when I realized, actually, it, it is possible, and as well, with the fact the thing was banished, um, where I see, hey, it's, it's actually really possible to to create a game uh, that has a, yeah, a disruptive uh, simulation. And yeah, for there I tried, and it seems fun. And uh, there I started to develop it for real. Yeah, now I ended up with <laughs> uh, with this game, yes.
0: Okay, that is that is quite a good idea. So did did you have any, like, direct inspirations for your game like let's say you played a game and said okay um this i i wanna yeah i this this is nice but i i could uh, do this with that part of simulation that i mm. simulate the animals and everything else too
1: i think that was the long process i mean i, I was a fan for for Ano, for example and yeah I like banished i i like uh, also uh, gnomoria and uh, I think there was also a point um, that inspired me was uh, when I met uh, the developer of Dwarf Fortress, because Dwarf Fortress exactly has an extremely detailed simulation, but obviously with a complete different um, style of uh, visual style. Yeah, and I think those games, yeah, as it was a more long process, I think they all had a little bit of an influence. And. Um, yeah, and from there I'm coming from, and uh, they have for sure inspired me.
0: Okay, so you were basically <clears> at <throat> um, various sources of inspiration. I, I'm personally a huge fan of games like I don't know if you ever played them, like Conan Unconquered, like where you have these wave defense strategy stuff. That that's what I really like. Um, but then obviously your your game is not about wave defense but it's more like um fine uh, or f- simulating the environment around the humans properly um so how much work went into simulating the environment like because i can imagine that this is like a lot of work to code for example
1: mm-hmm. yeah i need to think about the estimation hmm I think for sure it was a lot of work, <laughs> because that was uh, the simulation core. I mean, that was the first thing that I was starting, like, to check if it's really possible to do this kind of simulation. Like, like to really simulate, um, like, ten thousands, multiple ten thousands of animals and, 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 and hundred thousand of plants. And also simulate the water and light and, and the heat and, and all those interactions. And still simulate that in real time that you can play and have a good frame rate at the same time. Um, and I think that was the biggest first part. Um, I would need to check, but I think it's possible that it's probably around a year so far. And obviously, I'm still developing. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, obviously, you're still developing, but in in the end, you already poured a lot of work into it. I mean, I already played the closed alpha, you could say, um, mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that. There- and, and i said it on the stream i say it again it was actually uh, i mean there was already a lot of work to it or you already poured a lot of work into it it was actually already a pretty functional product i mean it wasn't everything implemented that you want to implement still but you you already were pretty far i would say um, so when it comes to your plans for the game, what do you, what is it still missing right now?
1: Yeah, there are some factors. I mean, I'm, yeah, as I say, I'm doing close <laughs> alpha from time to time. When exactly there, I realize or I try to feel, okay, what is still missing and then what would be interesting or where are the problems? And for sure, I man, for example, at the moment, there is uh, the user interface. Uh, it's, it's functional, it works but uh, it could be a lot like prettier, for example, also usability sometimes, because that's exactly the thing. It's, it's, it's an extremely complex simulation, but it, it needs to be understandable for the people. Yeah? And also, I, I mean, it was also nice on the exhibitions where I see, okay, also small children can understand it somehow, but there are some points missing where you say, ah, oh, why is a person doing that? Or why are animals like that? Or, or is my forest healthy? And, and those are like the questions that occur that I somehow need to find a way to communicate. Um, yeah, and those are those things. And for sure, also a little bit more content, for example, uh, for early access, that you really can play it uh, for, for maybe 10 hours or so, that you can, can do a lot. And um, yeah, there are some constructions uh, I still want to do. I want to have a little bit more story. Um, I want to have like a, a heavier theme that you really have a nice environment a bit, um, to get more <laughs> a bit more deeper, uh, that you can sink in the world. And uh, also the diplomacy system, and the factions to get that a bit a higher role. Um, yeah. so, so there are some open points I really want to polish and to implement and to test. And also some yeah some features where I think that could be interesting, but I'm not super sure. So there I do a quick uh, prototype and the people can test it. And then we'll see is this the, the right feature or not. And either we really implement that or, or cut it out.
0: Yeah, that that's normal play testing stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. So um, if you look back at development and look into the future how many percent do you think you have the game complete by now Hmm,
1: that's a good question <laughs> um I've, i think at least for early access i think uh, I'm, I'm quite advanced so i think uh there may 70 percent uh but for the total game yeah this this yeah, it's always uh, now the question like how um the new mechanics after idea or the ideas i have uh, are they interesting or not and how well does it play and therefore, I have more or less the feeling, maybe fifty percent.
0: Fifty percent. Okay. So it's actually pretty far in development already. How many people work on the game?
1: <laughs> That's the interesting thing. So, like the the core development, it's all myself. Um, but luckily, I think as is a bit <laughs> a bigger um, project. I, I have some help, some some people that help me with, uh, with testing, for example, or some people that do. Yeah, they come to with me at events and help me to prepare for events. Um, I have a mentor that that helps me with some questions and from the industry uh, industry side and yeah, and there, there are some people that uh, I'm actually talking at the moment. maybe some people maybe want to join with three d some people maybe want to join with uh, helping me with communication and community. yeah, but at the moment or like or, overall i'm <laughs> uh, I'm doing the biggest part
0: so basically you have a few volunteers that help you with various stats, but you're doing the heavy lifting most on your own
1: yeah, So to say yeah it's yeah. Yeah, but we we have an agreement that. Uh, I and mean, obviously, I, I think if uh, good work needs also be paid, <laughs> that's the thing. But uh, yeah, that's just uh, some hours here and there.
0: Mm. Exactly. I mean, it's not like that. You have like a, a fixed staff that you pay. Yeah. Exactly. So basically, you have people that work on an hourly rate or whatever. So you could say contractors, mm. and they help you a little bit, and it's basically it. Um, so what has been so far the hardest part of the development for you? <laughs>
1: oh, that's a very good question. Yeah, I think the, in general, like the, the business uh, business development, because uh, well, obviously I, <laughs> I knew that will come, but uh, yeah, it's the thing, man, if you, you start to think about, okay, like uh, I now have to pay bills, um, I, I have like uh, financial things I need to take care of, I have uh, contracts I am building, um, I need to be get founded. Um, yeah, and also the the, the legal stuff. <laughs> so, like, I think it's more this side actually that uh, um, because obviously for me that's a bit of a new area. But also, luckily there I found a trustee that, that does like the paperwork uh, for me and uh, helps me there. I think surprising. That was uh, <laughs> really the most difficult part.
0: Okay, so basically, that the business side of things is your, it's your kryptonite. <laughs> I'm getting better,
1: luckily, but uh, obviously, <laughs> it, it always it, takes it, time to learn. Yeah.
0: yeah, obviously, you should get better, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, at one point, obviously, like you said, you you learned it, mm-hmm. and it's somewhere out of the. Uh, yeah, it, it it gets easier. Mm-hmm. So how. Uh, Another another question that I'm very curious about, because you hear like a lot of stuff like about the indie game scene in the US and the indie game scene in Germany. How, how is the indie game development scene in Switzerland actually? Are there many like indie game devs there or is that more like kind of a niche aspect?
1: Here, I mean, what I can say, it's it's a extremely nice community, that's the thing but it's also very small. Also, if, if I compare it a little bit, or from my feeling from, from other countries, like Switzerland has a quite a small um, uh, game development scene. There are some uh, bigger companies, but most are like, we, we have, uh, Quite a lot that works like in a small team or just with a few people, and uh, but at the same time, as maybe the community is so small, um, they really help each other out. That's that's such a very, very nice thing. It's it's so nice to also have like the support. And for example, now there's some playtesting sessions where you can go uh, to this game hub, and then you can show your game and other people test it. And there are always events, also also information about like okay, how to develop games, how how does like uh, porting work and things like that they have some yeah some some meetups so to say where people meet and they're yeah really they have very nice insights and that's what really i appreciate the same for for like if you go to conventions yeah that's really nice support (laughs) there yeah that's something i really like it but yeah obviously that's i think switzerland doesn't have this this extremely big companies yeah there are, I think, two that are quite big, yeah. But um, I think maybe there's three, I think, uh, <laughs> Wandering Village, I think that can be a big hit. <laughs> and there maybe we have another big company in Switzerland,
0: yeah. Okay, that also actually, yeah. Like, it, it, the, the gaming development scene still needs to be, or needs to establish itself in Switzerland.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're trying hard now. It's, it's, there's some points also from the government where they, I think they realized, Oh, I mean, for quite some some years now, they um, I think it was like, okay, gaming, is that, is that really an industry and so? But obviously now, <laughs> I think I need to check the numbers again, on Wikipedia. But, uh, but it's, it's bigger than the film industry as far as I remember it, now.
0: It is, but I also heard reports now that it actually is about to be declining by 1% this year. So it's going smaller again and that's gonna be interesting because the gaming industry never like uh, in in their entire history apart from when it crashed back when Atari was still a thing um, <laughs> did uh, shrink okay it only got bigger as far as i know so there's that yeah it's I still think. it's still phenomenally huge like it's it's gigantic and yes it's bigger than the film industry mm-hmm. so yeah and here, here's the interesting part and what i i uh want to see is like uh the first swiss triple a studio and that's gonna be you isn't it
1: <laughs> yeah i mean obviously i hope but i think um yeah, there, there are some companies around at the moment that have a really high potential to get there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we, we do have, I man, it was uh, Transport Fever. Those are, the, um, so far, the, the bigger studios in Switzerland. We have, uh, oh, what's the English name? Farming Simulators. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are quite big. But yeah, I think, I think I just heard a report that uh, the Wandering Village is the top 30, <laughs> top 31. So I think uh, that can be a big banger. Yeah. But for me as well, like what I feel for, for, from, or my vision, more or less. It's, it's not to get like a super big company. Because exactly the thing is, if you get big, then it's more and more uh, administration. And also upside, so, uh, obviously. But I think for my feeling, op- also in the past, when I was working with uh, in a team uh, around five or six people there, That's a good point. Maybe a bit more depends on what uh, what exactly you want to do. But you rather stay small and to make uh, really nice, precise games, and not big AAA games.
0: Okay. So you are using the Godot engine for your game, right? Yes. Was it hard to learn that one for you? Because, as you said, you didn't actually have any background in gaming. You came into gaming at one point.
1: Mm -hmm. Or maybe to to precise that I mean. I ha- had my uh, my education like as a as an automation technician. Then I, I was studying as an automation engineer, and later I did a um, masters in ICT. So like I have this background of like more in- industrial programming and industrial engineering. Um, but over twelve years ago, I did uh, start to create games. Uh, I started with like el- electronic games, like uh, and I think in English it's Mike Morris games, like Mühle Spiel. I did an AI there. So, quite some years ago, I started there and had different engines I use. And uh, so, that's why I think for me to learn the Godot engine was extremely simple because I think it's now my seventh or sixth engine I, I'm using. I started, I think, that was with the Neverwinter Nights tool, tool set to create the maps and script things and create the <laughs> online scenarios and things. And, uh, and then uh, for a very long time I, I did uh, with the Zen engine there was uh, the gothic 2 engine um, there they had the tool sets and I created mods for example I c- uh, created legend Vasun in a team and I think that was <laughs> one of the my most uh, my biggest project so far <laughs> Yeah, and uh, and from there, obviously, then I I I had uh, even the Blender game engine I tested, but also Unity. I did a long time with Unity. Uh, I also tried Unreal. I quickly had a look on Xenko, which is tried now, I think. And yeah. And in the end, now I have uh, I ended up with Godot. But obviously, I still use other engines at the moment. So there's always a mix because for me, it's more like which engine is is the best to pick for this project. But I think that's why it's easy for me. <laughs> yeah.
0: So and like I said, uh, what, was it hard to learn it or did you did it just come naturally to you? Uh,
1: game development, no, or the, the engine.
0: engine. The engine itself. Oh, I mean, for me, yeah.
1: I still want a boss the background, it's uh, the God Engine for me was very simple to learn. Um, but as well, I mean, it's <laughs> I mean, for example, if you if you use the the Zen engine the Gothic 2 engine, that's like super difficult. Like like it, it takes hours to get a build. It, it, it takes forever to to change. And, and sometimes the debugging is the horror. And and, and also to just import an asset. There, there's so many things that can go wrong. Yeah? And also, already the step to Unity and yeah, now Godot, it's, it's super, super much simpler. But I think at the same time, that's why you have like a, a long breath. That would be the right word. <laughs> like, for me, it's, it's not, not a problem if it takes a little bit longer. But, uh, yeah, the scene system is exactly how I want to have it. That's, like, like my, my dreaming scene scene system, how it works.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> did you, at any point, like, consider another engine for the game? Or was it always like, yeah, it's going to be Godot? And this game
1: actually started as, like, a... <laughs> as a C- uh, c-sharp library there i started with the simulation core so actually at, at the start it was just like a console application where i developed uh, the simulation and then uh, i first used unity and um, yeah I, I had some problems with some features uh, that i could not change or have no influence of and uh, i think one got fixed in the meantime but the other one was still open and at that point i was looking for other engines um, that can uh, solve that and um and Especially there, I was looking at Unreal as well because that could be a good fit as well. Um, there was another engine, but I forgot the name. Um, but then I I saw a Godot and I tried a Godot. And there, yeah, more or less because I had the simulation code, I was like, a, uh, yeah, it was like a library. It was like a one part, so I I could simply use Unity first and then just switch to to Godot without a big issue to switch between engines because I I separated those parts. And so far, uh, I I think for the first two years, I said, well, I just try it out. I give it a try, and uh, if it's not working, I, I go back or use another engine, and after two years, Uh, When I started, I never had a problem. Then I said, well, I mean, it's just running well, so I just take it, yeah. And so, from there, it was fixed, a good engine.
0: Okay, you, I I guess you're designing, you you lose, let me rephrase that. Mm -hmm. Your art style for the game is fairly low poly and fairly simple. I guess that was a deliberate choice, right?
1: Very quickly, you need to translate deliberate.
0: Uh.
1: Geratschlagen. Ah, bewusst. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, yes, I, for some time I was thinking about if I should do it in two D, that I have like a, yeah a, a nice two D art style. Uh, but for me, I'm I'm not very good in, in drawing like pictures by hand, for example. And I'm much better. I'm yeah I'm, I'm not too bad to, to create three D models. Uh, already for Legend of a and and other project, I did a lot of uh, meshes like buildings and and uh, and uh, models and um, i knew that i can do it uh, but for low poly there was a thing like yeah that's the opposite that's like it's n- quite fast to do and on the same time i really like like the, the atmosphere it generates because i want to have like a game that's not like a big rush and, and there's like war and it's and it's it's like a catastrophic uh, scenario but more like hey we have a nice village and and it should be like a bit it should be warm and nice and cozy and that's why for me That's a good combination of being able to do it, uh, getting it fast done, and it looks the way I want to have it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um so how how do you I mean you, you said simulating the environment and having like also a diplomacy system and everything, but how do you go about to challenge the player in the game in the end? What 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 do you throw at them so they will be challenged in their game in their playthrough?
1: Yeah, that's the interesting part when I sometimes compare it to other games. The, the system or like the very core system, because it's it's in very many parts quite close to, to the reality. And, and there we as well have the factor that the bigger you grow or, or the more advanced your civilization gets, the more difficult it gets or some effects that do not have an influence that start get, get important, more important. For example, just the water. If, if you're just like some, some people in a town, no problem with water. But as soon as you have a big city, some, suddenly you have to take care of, okay, how much, how much water do I actually have and, and where to get those water? And that, that's why I have the system that, for example, water flows uh, through the rivers on other maps as well. So you have different maps. And the water that's flowing out of your map comes in another map. And if you use all the waters, others, other people or other towns have less water. And maybe there's even <laughs> a small issue with water distribution. But as well, like the, the balance for nature, obviously, the, the more um, fields you have and the heavier the, the agriculture you do, um, the less space is for nature. And maybe there will be a bigger imbalancing effect. So th- that's the one part that you say, OK, the, the bigger you get, the, 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 more, diffi- uh, yeah, the more advanced or difficult uh, <laughs> it will be. But at the same time, um, there comes the story in, um, that we want to have a little story that uh, you are developing an area. I want to, i don't want to disclose too much, but uh, it's ac- exactly the thing that there you're not alone. You're not like in, in like a, an airless space. So there you're embedded in, in, in a in a world. And also this outside world and other other parties, um, they want to have things from you. And that's where the end game then as well slowly starts. So you have different mechanics that grip into it.
0: Okay, that, that's interesting. Uh, do you do you plan? I mean I I kind of heard that out, maybe. But do do you have like, or do you plan also having like a combat system implemented in the game, or uh, do you resolve conflict always like in quotations peacefully?
1: Um, there, there's like a very small combat system, but that's for like local things. For example, when wolves attack like deer or, or so different animals, also foxes, they they, they hunt uh, prey, so there's like this small mechanics, but um. I, I want to stop back there, so it's it's, it's rather peaceful, and it's exactly the uh, it comes a little bit from the story that then you're embedded in a world, and um, you you're not the the highest ruler, so to say, and you're not allowed to have big wars, so you're more like of a vessel, or more like the um, right term, but but you're 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 not the highest order, so you <laughs> I don't know <laughs> the word there exactly what. But... Uh, let me think quickly. Um
0: you're not the highest mm-hmm. one in the pecking order
1: exactly so that's that's why it's um, you cannot really declare war on others <laughs> but i want to have different paths that it can have you know, exactly with the different masses system that it still can do things uh, actually a lot of things you can do but um, not by
0: force okay so basically there won't be an option in there to go to war yeah, not directly. I mean, the, yeah, that that's what I that that's what I understood. That basically you don't take your villagers, give them weapon, and then you raid the other village. That's not gonna happen. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So, if you could change anything at this point in the development of the game, would you, what, what would it be? Hmm.
1: Ah, that's a very good question. <laughs> the, the thing is that the things I don't like, I free them out already. Um, so obviously it, would, it would, help, <laughs> would have helped me if I knew uh, what mechanics are fun and what mechanics are not fun. So I wouldn't implement them <laughs> in the first place. Um, so obviously that, that would help but normally if I realize this this feature is, is not fun or there's something missing then then I just throw it out because I I, I don't want to have a game with like features no one <laughs> no one likes it.
0: Okay, so you would basically just throw out the, the features nobody likes? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so is there anything else you would like to tell people about your project?
1: Mm, yeah, what well, to say? I mean, yeah, it's uh, for me always interesting. Some some people don't believe that every single <laughs> plant and animal simulated, then I'll say, yeah, just give it a try, <laughs> check it out. Uh, I mean, so far, it's, it's still in development, obviously, and, and they're still missing, for example, the animals that don't have uh, memory so far, but still without memory, they're doing very, very well. And uh, normally the behavior is, uh, you can see why they're doing it. Yeah. And that's for me as a thing that sometimes you observe things where you say, oh, interesting, why are they doing like that? And then you realize that that's like a normal behavior or things that you can observe in reality as well. And that's for me an interesting part about the project that as well as as I develop it, uh, but the simulation is so open that things can happen that happen really reality and, and sometimes I, I discover things <laughs> in the game that then I see oh wow okay that's actually true that it's working like that in reality as well <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's always fun I think I think I wrote that because I think a few weeks ago I realized that uh, because I just do the simulation normally I, I go to Wikipedia and look it up and say okay uh, I have a horror and, and those rabbits they what what are they eating are oh, they eat that and that and that and I have plants okay the plants they grow in this time they need those temperatures and everything and suddenly as I realized okay <laughs> a few weeks ago was a combination of horse or, or, or rabbits with uh, with uh, mushrooms because uh, they don't really eat mushrooms um, but the mushrooms they they um, depends on which kind of mushroom they they really um, like to have like uh, the <laughs> how to say like uh the the shit of the of the rabbit so to say um, because they, they they need those uh, to grow better and uh, so they just, there's just like a small cycle that there are some mushrooms that help to grow more grass, and uh, that attract, attracts rabbits. They eat then the grass, and they f- uh, fertilize then the ground. <laughs> and that's why you some, sometimes you can see a lot of rabbits on those places yeah. And that's then also the point. For example, when you have like uh, those mushroom circles, I think it's like circle of devils sometimes, or different names of that that can then occur. <laughs> yeah, and, and suddenly they are like forms of or cycles that that just emerge out of the. Simulations are, are, yeah, and there's some, some quite often I see some examples there in the simulations. Say, oh, okay, well, <laughs> interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: That is, yeah, yeah, that is actually pretty interesting. so mm. with everything said, when do you think the game comes out?
1: I can for sure say it will take some time, so it's pretty sure it's not this year. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. okay, yeah, okay, so
0: 2023, the, f- the earliest. At at
1: the moment, it's it's the thing I I don't want to like have a fixed date. I I did this mistake in the past, and uh, because for me, it's uh, I think most do it today, which is good that they say it's done when it's done, and not that. I mean, I have internally obviously I have I have a date I want to be ready, so obviously I have have my guidelines and deadlines I want to meet. But when I realize oh it's not ready, then then I won't release it. (laughs) Yeah, maybe we can think to cut that out. (laughs) Maybe that was too much. Yeah.
0: No, 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 no. <laughs> ah, stuff stays in. Believe me. <laughs> um, okay, then tell us before we go and talk about the video game industry. Where can we find you? I have different um,
1: social media, for example. I have uh, YouTube and Twitter. I also have a Discord, but obviously the, the game, yeah, you can wish it on Steam, and uh, from time to time I post updates. But I think the, the the main point is Discord, where I where you can also ask questions and uh, where you can find me, and uh, I post updates quite regularly. And also like also the points I'm working on, I have also a list where with the things, with the feedback I get, and then I start some more discussions, and then you can see something that is fixed, and then you can, the next time you play it you know, ah, this one is fixed, I can check it again.
0: Okay, so let's go over to the gaming industry. Mm-hmm. I- I would say at the moment that the gaming industry is, like, in the last five years or even in the last decade, has changed quite tremendously, right? Mm -hmm. In a a lot of aspects. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, what is your least favorite trend we are currently experiencing in the gaming industry? Hmm. Least favorite. <laughs> anyway, um, we we can also we can also rephrase the question. What do you think is utter shite?
1: Utter shite. <laughs> utter <laughs>
0: shit. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted I wanted to be polite, but we can also be harsh
1: <laughs> No, it's a, it, it, I'm thinking about it because then. There are different aspects, like uh, things that I personally um, don't like and things I think for the industry is bad. Um, but, but obviously what, what I never like is like games that are more like pay to win. <laughs> I think I spend- I mean, I mean on, on the other hand, sometimes when I think, okay, if there are really people that want to play it like that, and I don't know, they have a lot of money, and they want to use that to win or so... Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean yeah, there were some shit-sounds shit around. Normally, but normally the people pointed out, oh, these games play to win, don't like that. And, but sometimes I have the feeling there are new games that are designed for that, that are designed for, like, and microtransaction, for example, as well, it can be in in a good sense so you say, yeah, you can buy cosmetics or so, but really, if, if you really have big adventures in buying it, then that was also, also the games I normally don't play. So that's why, yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I do not like it. That's why I don't do it. And I'm not sure if that, yeah, sometimes it feels like some companies have to focus on in, in, in just like in that to, to try to get the people addicted and to try with, with yeah. To yeah. To, to pay to win model.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's not just pay to win. It's just hooking them in general on on loot boxes and and stuff like that. And yeah. I I feel like. The, the best case, or the worst case, depending on how you look at it, for, for that kind of model just actually released. It's Diablo Immortal. It's a topic that has been prevalent for a time. I don't know mm-hmm. if you have followed that in any capacity?
1: Not not highly. I, I uh, That's why I don't know I don't know too much. But obviously, <laughs> when I was talking with friends, some were really disappointed. And, and obviously, with, <laughs> when I was talking with friends that are more interested in this area, um uh with with this kind of game then uh <laughs> yeah they're quite disappointed. That's yeah that's exactly maybe the thing if if I just heard many, I'm, I'm not sure if that's true, but people that spend like ten thousands of euros uh, on gambling more, more or less to say, which is exactly the thing where I think that we, we do not want a casino uh, structure normally. Yeah? I mean, maybe that it's also gambling or gaming, but but that's not the kind of, of, of games or what I understand about computer games that you have like just like a digital uh, casino.
0: Yeah. Exactly. So, but there's also legislation coming in like Spain. I think, wants to crack down on it. Norway has released something uh, in that way, where they say this is really bad for people. And the other thing that we do is... Maybe UK. The-, do oh, the-, sorry. the UK. Mm-hmm. The UK also released something.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I haven't followed it precisely, but I think if, if it's like that, what... I Hear about from my friends is like, man, if if it's really like gambling and trying to do that on addiction and then get like a pay to win model that you can like have an advantage, yeah, man, I I can understand it because obviously, then if it's really gambling, then then that's an issue, yeah. And if people like losing a lot of money, and especially if it's also for for children, uh, where where this feeling for for money or like how much you should spend on something is now depends on the age, it's not really um, uh, developed, but yeah, and there I can see a heavy issue uh, that uh, that's why normally. At least here in Switzerland, they are not allowed to go into to the gambling hole, <laughs> exactly because of this reason. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. So I am. Wait, let me let me think. Um, mm-hmm. what what do you what do you think about the entire trend of NFTs and blockchain and the metaverse?
1: Yeah, so big topic. Yeah. Um, that's the thing. I'm I'm not very sure at the moment about NFTs. I, I met some people in Switzerland that uh, tried to set up a business uh, with it. Um, the committee here in Switzerland normally, <laughs> there. Uh, also, at least my feeling is uh, quite against it. Um, for me as well in, in this topic, man, I had a look on more about the technological side and and the very base technology per se, not not with with gaming. Uh, it, it's like it's interesting technology. But the thing is, as it is applied on your ears. Yeah, there's a big question mark for me. Like, if I've seen some bad examples and some things that you shouldn't do, and I haven't seen a lot of good examples, but for me, it's it's it's, it's for me it's, it's it's like a tool to, to use. Yeah, and and, and obviously, if, if the people use it in a in another way or in the wrong way, yeah, I'm I'm curious. Maybe there will be a nice example of it to in, in gaming area that it can have a use. But um so far I'm waiting, yeah. But for me it was like not really an, an option I really think. <laughs> yeah, it's more like something I knew, technology exists, but uh yeah. I do classical games. <laughs> Pay once and you get everything.
0: Perfect. Uh, else, I'm I'm question. I'm also I'm also that that kind of guy. Like I use I, I'm I'm used to go into the game store, slap down fifty. Euros, Mark, whatever that was earlier, <laughs> and uh, just get the game. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh. Yeah, that's, I, think, I think there was also a small trend. I'm not sure if that's. The, I think yeah, no, there are now even more models very can also have a subscription fee. I'm not very sure. Yeah, if, if that will be something. Um, you also ask about um, like the metaverse. Um, I mean, there were as well there, there were many approaches to that, um, to create something like that. Also, there, I, I'm quite, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not very sure how far they will get. Uh, and there's a chance, because I think that those, those, this is an idea that that uh, quite sometimes people try to, to have. Uh, but if this really <laughs> will work, I will see. I'm there as well, I, I'm more like observing it than that. Uh, <laughs> I'll see how that will work out.
0: Okay, um, yeah, that sounds, sounds good. I do personally um, feel like that we, that the video game industry overall is kind of going into a bit of a negative direction, but I'm also a, a, a more cynical person, but that doesn't mean there isn't bright spots here to find. So what is your currently favorite trend? Hmm. I think there,
1: maybe it's also a little bit more on the technological side that, that it's, it's getting more accessible. Um, when I was starting with, with old engines, um, that's really tough to learn and, and takes a lot of time to, to get into it. And and it takes forever to deploy. And, and if you do small mistakes, <laughs> you just, you just <laughs> can start over again. Um, but but the new technologies, the, the newer engines, it, it's, it's, it's a lot easier to get into it. And, and also the systems on, on, on the data formats are getting a lot, lot more uh, easier. And the same also for the open source community gets uh, stronger and stronger. And there, I mean, I, I did use Blender already a long time ago, but also there I can see the progress of, with the old, very old Blender versions to, to the newer ones. And now, yeah, where you can see it's getting better and usability is improving and the uh, design is, is looking nice. And, and really, it'll realize ah, it's, it's, it's a very good software and it's open source. Yeah. And same also for, for engines that's coming up and libraries. And, and that's like the trend maybe in general that, that uh, yeah, the open source community is getting stronger. And uh, I really like that. And it helps other developers yeah, to to make games if you have nice tools you just can can have and have nice engines and also the deployment yeah was so much easier to <laughs> to get it everywhere yeah also localization as so many areas that, that just improve to help to get into it and to help as well to 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 support more platforms that the people can choose ah, if i want to play it on, on linux for example yeah that, that can do that. Mm.
0: that yeah that is that is great i also feel like that for example it's much more empowering to smaller developers than it was like 10 years ago like yes, yeah. huh?
1: sorry um i wasn't uh i am um, when I think about yeah, how, how hard it's uh, to to release games uh, quite a long time ago, um, and now because I mean for me it was not too hard uh, because I was doing mods and obviously releasing mods is pretty easy because you just release it and you you access the community uh, that is in- interested in mods. And but even uh, total conversions um, has then a big area where you, where you can access yeah I mean or that's where where I roughly come from. And but to release a completely new game that's that was a lot more difficult. <laughs> yeah. Now with platforms, uh, the new platforms, that's a lot easier to get to get into the world.
0: Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Um. So, is there what? What's your favorite game of all time? <laughs>
1: that's always a difficult question. Um. I think one of my most favorite. I mean, for. Yeah, it depends a bit. I my mean, Gothic 2. I really love that game. But as well, uh, Enderal was a, was also a total conversion mod. Uh, they hardly compete. But. Uh, Maybe I like Gothic 2 a little bit more, <laughs> but that's why also I've I, I was modeling for like so many years for Gothic 2. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. Maybe I can say it's my all-time favorite.
0: That's a good choice. I'll allow it. <laughs> nice. So if you if you look back on uh, like your in quotations, I mean you you obviously have a career there, but your game, your career as a game designer, as a game developer, which game did you play that made you want to make your own games?
1: Hmm. I think that, yeah, when I started to develop games, that was extremely early. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, or when I, I did some some console games, um, uh, yeah. Or maybe that's the thing that my, my first game I did, um, I really did, was uh, my Morris game. That was like Mühlestein, and uh, I did an AI there. And <laughs> I think I just, I was just there, I'm thinking like, oh, it, uh, can, can I fit the, the AI of, of, uh, of this game or uh, a, a, a computer? Um, on, I think it was 100 kilobytes, 120 kilobytes um, of, of uh, program memory. <laughs> and I think that was my first biggest uh, project. I think that was probably my start, <laughs> what else to say. But uh, yeah, it was more a natural process because I think as well for, for Neverwinter never Nights 2, um, they had the toolsets, and uh, I, I, just, I just loved the game and uh, I was creating maps and, and suddenly you're in a community uh, that says, oh, cool, uh, can you do that and can you make that and that? And, and suddenly I, I was like in the Gothic uh, modding community and uh, I was like writing quests and suddenly you say, oh, we need 3D development and yeah. Uh, so, so for me, for sure, to start, <laughs> there was uh, the AI there. But for sure, Never Need the Night 2 and then obviously Gothic, where I learned all the things I need to, to create games.
0: Yeah, that that sounds that sounds uh, pretty good to me. I feel like interesting, interesting choice. That <laughs> no, seriously, it's if you if you look at your inspirations, why you went into the gaming industry, what you do now, it, it doesn't really come all that together. But also, it does come together if you if you think about it.
1: Yeah, sometimes it's it's the details. I mean, at some point, you have to learn how to make. Also, yeah, it depends on what kind of game you want. But for me, it's important to 3D model. And I learned that while I was developing golfing mods. And, and there are people that, that, that teach me, okay, how that's the way you can do models. And then we created nice stuff. And it was fun to, to learn while doing a project. Also programming and the same for storytelling and then and story writing and, and dialogue. I, I'm also voice acting for, for... <laughs> the voice acting was also fun. <laughs> quite sometimes because and and it's also having the feeling where where you have a character in a game that you voice acting and, and maybe you you've write the dialogue lines and, and suddenly like the people are talking to you in a game and they're streaming it and you see it and <laughs> maybe they want to <laughs> maybe they want to attack you and then uh, but you attack back and then <laughs> there's a fight <laughs> then it it's always fun to watch. Uh, I think that was it's also to, to have this feeling of okay, uh, but what is the result then? Yeah, what's 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 the thing you, you, you get back if the people say and say hey, that was a cool mod and I really like this game and that's also the nice part about it.
0: Yeah, so if you if you look at um uh, if you look at the gaming industry and what happened recently um since you were also addressed by it more or less um <clears throat> there is a there is a person i call jokingly john rigatoni uh, john rickettello have you heard of him
1: thing is i'm super bad with names <laughs> it's really crazy (laughs) he's he's the
0: he's the ceo of the unity engine formerly ceo of electronic arts um did you hear what he said recently ceo of Ah, i think not um so basically he already apologized for it with a non-apology um basically what he said was uh look uh, if you are an in, if you are a game developer and don't put monetization first in your games, then you are a fucking idiot, and that's a quote.
1: <laughs> okay, that's a interesting uh, set of words. Um, yeah.
0: How how do you feel about that?
1: I mean, I'm, I'm not sure. Like. Uh what the context was of that or um he, he was maybe he the was motivation just, was
0: he, he was just asked basically because unity came under flag for doing some questionable shit. they mer they, they basically merged with a company that has been flagged by multiple uh security providers as malware okay and Mind? they had an interview with him and he basically just said that he said if you are an indie developer, I mean he, he lots all or he loves all game developers and he met some great people that are indie developers but if you don't put uh, monetization first, you're fucking idiot.
1: okay I mean what I realized um, as like as in business, it, it, it probably heavily depends on which angle you look at. I mean, I, mean, I have to think about that if, if, if that's um, what it exactly probably really means. Is because um, you can have the point of view of like you're a game developer and normally you want to develop good, nice games, games that people love, games that people like. Yeah. But obviously, I mean, as I coming from an, an engineering background, uh, it, <laughs> yeah, I uh, quickly have to look it up, um, or maybe you know the plant of sort of sense and I think planned obsolency. Now, the thing is, there's a point of view of an engineer. I know no engineers that, that want to make a bad product. And I'm pretty sure there's also probably no game developers that want to have, like, uh, a microtransaction and, and very weird things in it and gambling. Uh, I think most of people, they just want to make great games and and, and they want to have a good time creating those and they, they enjoy that people play it, yeah. But uh, I think the CEO probably has has the point of view of... of uh, of a, of a company, also of, the, of, of the, the financial perspective. Yeah? And, and probably they, but the most think is like, okay, how can we make a product that earns us money? And um, I can imagine maybe that was his point of view. But obviously, I don't know the no win. So, <laughs> yeah, because for, for me, yeah, the, the the thing is, what is your goal? Yeah, and and, and for me, is to make a, a nice, great game. Yeah, The people have fun and I enjoy. And also from the past projects, And people say, "Wow, that's my," <laughs> yeah, I really like it. If people say, "That's my favorite um, 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 role play game," uh, my my previous one, and obviously that's, that's really nice for me. And it's I really love that uh, to hear that. And 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 financial success is not everything. Um, and in this context, obviously, like. So, for my point of view, if but that's because I have this set of goal. Um, this would be, or this sentence would be wrong, <laughs> yeah, so to say, um, because I think that's, that's that's not everything. Yeah, that's really not everything.
0: I would agree. Um, money is not uh, mm. it's Basically, leave it at that. Um, I have one last question for you. Mm-hmm. How can video games achieve world peace? <laughs> yeah,
1: I just saw a big this uh, documentary uh, <laughs> about is world peace even achievable? <laughs> But I think yeah, video games have a lot about like uh, feelings you, you transfer, and and it's a high form. For me, it's a high form of arts. and, and arts can always help to to communicate things as well as movies and, and stories, also books that, that 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 transfer maybe a message. And if you just slightly have have a careful approach to developing games, we we can show some influences. Yeah, I mean for my game, obviously there, there there's some some points in it where you can think about okay. What does it mean if, I, if if I do that? And and, and what does it mean if, if I use all the water? And maybe other people then are hurt because they don't have water anymore. And, and maybe there's, there's you can you can lead to a crisis. And and maybe if the people understand a little bit, okay, what what are the influence? Yeah, uh, to prevent conflicts. And, and also choices. Maybe okay, uh, yeah. There's so many points we yeah, we can act. And I think there are other games that really is more about like uh, roleplay games with, with heavy storytelling and, and, and trying to be very, also yeah, not trying to actually very phys- philosophical and yeah, giving great messages. And sometimes it's really, I think there there we can learn a lot. Yeah. And if if it's ex- executed well, and uh, not just <laughs> exactly the thing, if it's not just about money, but the more about the world and the people, then uh, this can help for sure.
0: Okay, that sounds fantastic. Any famous last words before we wrap up?
1: <laughs> oh, good for me. It was a nice to laugh.
0: have. <laughs> this interview. It was cool. Okay, thank you. Then uh this has been Kersov. Check out Circle of Kerzoven on Steam. Link is in the description. also his Twitter is in the description, so follow him. Um as for me I'm the Orcasaurus. Uh, if you want to support the Orcas and my endeavors as a content creator, you can sign up for my Patreon for one euro for $1.20 a month at the lowest tier. You get early access to the uh, podcasts here and. Access to my Discord if you wanna support otherwise you can also just like, subscribe, and share the videos. That also helps. And with that being said, thank you for listening. I've been the Orcosaurus, this has been Karasov, and we are out. Bye bye. Bye bye.